Now, welcome to the CatTunes podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Crowley. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome you listening to the Catunes Podcast, this is episode 74, and today we're going to be talking about the um, key song on the uh, Love in Space album, which is called, you guessed it, Love in Space. Uh, it used to be, while this album was in work, it used to be that uh, I thought of T- as the key song. I thought that, you know, it's kind of the, the entire album is a countdown, and... Uh, I didn't think of Love in Space as the centerpiece of this album. Nowadays, however, um, I'm kind of reconsidering this. Uh, while I was uh, re-singing the vocals and uh, mixing, uh, mixing and mastering this album, I was thinking about that, well, it all in the end boils down to love. It all in the end boils down to the last tenth track, which is uh, Beside Me, Beside You. Beside you, beside me. Um, and it's about love. So, to a great extent, that's what changed the original title of the album, and that's why it's called Love in Space. But anyways, with that out of the way, um, Love in Space is kind of a... There is a little bit of a backstory to this song. Uh, as you have already heard, this album was written in collaboration with Leo. Uh, who was at the time uh, my music collaborator and my client, and uh, we've been working on this album together. So he brings in this chord chain, and uh, we've had some we've had some tensions going on because I was kind of frustrated with the fact that Leo wouldn't want to go and take some English classes, and he wouldn't want to rectify his pronunciation, and he didn't seem to care that much about what kind of meaning am I putting into the lyrics. He just basically ignored it, and he glossed over it, you know, at best. Uh, I read that as ignorance at the time. Because the, the way I approach music, the way I approach songwriting, to me it's extremely, uh, extremely uh, important what is in the lyrics. Every single word is carefully weighed. Uh, I don't see it as just scribbles or just throwing in whatever words. No, it's not whatever, it's like writing poetry. It's like writing poetry. The lyrics alone should be able to carry the weight of the meaning. It should be there. That's how I see it. And even if it doesn't make a lot of sense, it should be at least very beautiful, metaphoric, even if it's abstract, you know? It should be beautiful, like an abstract poem, which might not be very... which might not sound very concise, but at least 
it should convey the feeling, the emotion, uh, whatever the author is trying to depict. So I was going from there. And so Leo, he's, you know, brings in that chord chain and uh, it was the next song on the list. And I'm thinking about what am I going to write about? And I start, uh, I made up the hook uh, part on Love in Space. I made it up all myself, actually. It wasn't there in Leo's original demo. Uh, I made up that melody and I made up that simple chord progression. And I felt that this is actually tragic. I don't exactly remember where did that melody come from. It's a pretty simple one. But it carried a lot of tragedy within itself. Uh, and of course, because I was projecting whatever I um, was living through at the time, uh, whatever I was preoccupied with, uh, and there was a lot of emotional uh, strife going on, I wanted to write a song about that. Um, but then also I wanted to put it in a broader context and I wanted to generalize and make it relatable to as many people as I possibly could. So I thought, okay, we're gonna write a love song, but uh, obviously I wasn't going to write a Beatles love song, which is, you know, I love you, you love me, and everybody happy, happy ever after, you know, no. I wanted to write something deep, not to rag on Beatles, by the way, Beatles are cool. Uh, not to put down Beatles or anything like that, but you know what I mean. I wanted something profound, I wanted something deep, and I, want, I wanted something that would make perfect sense and be a really strong, captivating song. So, obviously, obviously, and this is where I was kind of low-key trolling Leo, I've written, uh, I've written a song, a very, <laughs> a very feminine song, let's put it this way. English is not a gendered language. It's not really. Uh, Russian is a gendered language because everything in Russian, for example, or in French or in uh, Spanish or Italian is actually gendered. All the nouns and all the adjectives attached to the nouns, etc., etc. English is not like that. So um, you can sort of read it as gender neutral, but then just the implications of what is being described and who is uh, who is expressing these emotions that alone paints the picture of who uh, of who is the protagonist and the protagonist obviously is a girl it's from a perspective of a woman it's not from a perspective of a man a man doesn't have a perspective like this it is a purely uh, feminine, purely womanly perspective and vision for love. Um, or at least for a love encounter, something like this. And uh, the troll here was that I wanted Leo to actually pay attention, but he didn't catch it. He was so ignorant, um, and um, he so did not care about the meaning of the lyrics, but at the same time he wanted to, you know, sing all the leads. I was like, Lou, you know what, maybe you actually need to read the lyrics. Or maybe you could write some of your lyrics, but he had no good ideas. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll write the lyrics, um, and I will, you know, record the demo vocals, and you will then listen to that. And then I will, you know, sit there and laugh, because you were ignorant, and you didn't want to read the lyrics and actually wrap your head around this and realize that it's going to sound kind of weird when you, a man, is going to be singing this. Because it's not 
uh, it's not a manly song. It is a very feminine song. And Leo didn't catch it. And then uh, next year, when we went to Kiev uh, to record, to record uh, drums and bass and guitars and that kind of stuff, and Leo recorded his vocals back in Moscow alone, uh, he uh, didn't catch it. Uh, and I'm guessing he never really thought through those lyrics. He just, you know, accepted them, and he was thinking of how to pronounce words without thinking of what is the meaning of the song. What are these songs about? And that's why perhaps he didn't put any. It wasn't born out of his heart. He wasn't putting emotion into uh, his performance. And look, uh, everything I'm saying right now, I don't want to put down Leo. He's um, he's Russian, um, and this is not a rag on Russians. Uh, the point is, is that everybody's different. He had his own different approach. I'd rather, at the time, looking back, I'm thinking it would have been would have been probably a lot better if Leo wrote his lyrics himself in Russian and performed them. And I would have just written the music and done the music part and whatever, you know, without all of that. I don't sing in Russian. Uh, it's, I don't feel like it's a language suitable for me to sing. Um, it just doesn't sit, you know. I... I'm a lyricist myself, and I have a very strong vision. So when I get onto something, and, and if I'm to write the lyrics, I'm going to make it mine. That's just how it is. You know, if I'm writing, if I'm co-writing with someone else, we can have a, you know, back and forth, and sort of we can uh, work out something together, and that's going to be a, a collective creative process, right? But when it's just me, I'm going to go full in and I'm going to make it mine. Uh, I'm not going to make a half-assed job of writing lyrics. I'm going to bring in the concept. I'm going to think it out. I'm going to be knowing exactly what am I writing about, etc., etc., etc. Leo is not like that. In retrospect, I'm thinking that perhaps it would have been a lot better would he had uh, written his lyrics for the entire album in Russian and performed it in Russian. Then all of this... Um, all of these problems associated with his uh, poor pronunciation and him not understanding what the heck is he singing about, all that would have been out of the way. So I don't want to rag on Leo and, uh, you know, put him down or whatever. Uh, I appreciate it uh, uh, that we've had that time back in the day, uh, challenging as it was. However, it was um, a necessary lesson in life, I guess. And uh, it was an interesting creative adventure. Um, I only wish that, you know, in retrospect, I wish things could have been uh, more productive and more enjoyable. Let's put it this way. But anyways, there is this story uh, behind this song. Uh, at the time, I was kind of low-key trolling Leo. I've written a very feminine song. I made uh, Love in Space into a very, fe uh, very feminine piece with very feminine lyrics without using any gendered uh, I didn't need any gendered adjectives to do that. So let me read the lyrics, and uh, you will see it for yourself. This is the one special place, wherein everything tastes like bliss, and every stroke leads to paradise. The stars penetrating me through, my every feeling is true. They fill me right to my horizons. I float out of time. Here, the now is sweeter than wine. Here, the dark is high like my blood. Night breezes pulsing, galaxies waltzing, the tides unbinding, 
the sweetest whining. I feel like nothing and everything. I am nowhere and everywhere. Pure bliss and ecstasy in every flow. Love in its ever-naked glow. You make me feel the lust for divinity. Am I kissed by a god or embraced by space and taste infinity? I cannot see who you are, even though you make me perspire and moan with pleasure I never knew. I slip to Eden with you as you're piercing me through with Milky Ways and Euphoria. No lifetime, no death, your exile, your exhale is meant for my breath. Here and now is all that I need. The suns are pulsing, galaxies waltzing, the tides unbinding, the sweetest whining. I feel like nothing and everything. I am nowhere and everywhere. Pure bliss and ecstasy in every flow. Love in its ever-naked glow. You make me feel the lust for divinity. Am I kissed by a god or embraced by space and taste infinity? You brought me to the edge of reality. Did I make love with a god or a black hole brought me to insanity? Did I make love with a god or a black hole brought me to insanity? So, here are the lyrics. Uh, and I'll, I'll leave it to you. You know, if you think that, um, if you believe that this sounds rather masculine, you tell me. I think that it's a very uh, feminine song. Of course, granted, I was uh, depicting my own perception. Um, the way the things, the way I feel them and the way I see them through my eyes, through my heart. Of course, because I, I've written these lyrics. So, but, you know. Uh, so far, I haven't heard anybody tell me that this sounds very masculine. I don't think it sounds very masculine. With that being said, let's jump into the music analysis, shall we? So, first things first, uh, this song is in the key of A minor, it's a pretty straightforward key, nothing really complicated here, and I would say that there are really no, no modulations, it kind of fluctuates a little bit, but for the most part it stays in A minor throughout the whole song. It's a very slow song too, it's, um, it has just 67 BPM, um, and it's pretty straightforward, it has an intro, An intro chord progression, um, and of course, you know, some intro samples, that too, we'll get to it. Uh, it has a distinct verse, uh, which repeats itself, so there's like verse 1, and then the same exact chord progression with slightly different uh, melodic variation happens uh, second time. There is a hook, uh, the first hook uh, comes just in one piece, uh, and then 
The final hook is basically the same hook, but with a slightly, slightly different chord progression, slightly modified, and it repeats itself twice. And then in the end, you have another hook, uh, which sort of serves as an outro. So structurally, it's a pretty simple song. Uh, there is really nothing, um, nothing too out there, let's put it this way. And uh, let's listen uh, through the intro. I then get to the first verse, that's where I will pause and I will give some commentary. Let's listen. So there you have it. Um, the intro... First of all, I gotta tell you this. Uh, there is this uh, little odd thing that the song starts with. This kind of singing, which is basically, uh, it kind of sounds Middle Eastern. Uh, I would say rather that it it is influenced is it is Armenian influenced. It's influenced by an Armenian duduk. I love to sing like this uh, occasionally. I love to use this technique, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to depict a dark, dark, silent night when you look at the stars and. Uh, Everything is magical. Everything is magical. And that's why I've uh, started the song with such a dreamy sequence. And then there is the melody. And this melody, mind you, further on is going to be used on the hook. But it appears first in the piano, high, high above. So, um, it, it sounds like an unstable melody, because it's, it starts on the second, it doesn't start with any, um, it doesn't start, start on the root, it doesn't start on the third, and it doesn't start in the fifth. 
and it's a descending uh, motion, so it sounds mournful. But then it goes up. This, again, it creates tension, creates dissonance. Here's another one. This, this, Of dissonance and some of it mirrors each other. So, first of all, the chord progression. Uh, we got an A minor in the beginning. So, memorize this little motion a B to an A. And then it goes upwards. And this is an E major on the bass of G sharp. Then down. This is an A minor plus seven. Into an A. And then we're falling, falling down. We're leaping upwards and falling down. I told you memorize B down to A. So this mirrors it and this phrase does the same with the C major. Again it's falling. And going upwards again to a B flat major. Leaps up to a G. And then again falls down, down the same pattern. once again but this time to a G sharp down here and this is an F major uh, an F major plus seven and goes back upwards to a D sharp in the melody uh, with an E major uh, in the chord progression and it repeats itself twice now let's move on to the verse let's listen to it this is the one special place in everything tastes like bliss And every stroke leads to paradise The stars penetrating me through But everything is true They fill me right to my horizons I found Pulsing 
finds I'm binding This wind is twining I feel like nothing and everything I am nowhere and Verse starts in A minor and concludes ends in A major. Let's try to follow this. And I'll sing it and play it kind of slower and comment as we go. This is the one special place. This is the one special place. Uh, which is in A minor. Then we're going into a, a diminished seven. Uh, chord on the base of B. Wherein everything tastes like bliss. Then there is an uh, E major minus 7 on the base of G sharp. And every stroke leads to paradise. Back to an A minor from there. Then there is a D minor minus 7. The stars penetrating me through. It's a D minor minus seven to an E minor minus seven, penetrating me through. I uh, C major plus seven. My every feeling is true. C major plus seven to a D minor minus seven. Then there is a G major minus seven. They found me right to my house. They found me right to my horizons. So, um, there is a. They found me right to a uh, G major minus 7 to a C major plus 7 to my horizons D minor minus 7 to a G major minus 7 then we're going into a flower at a time which is a C major it's first and 9 I'd say a plus 9 I fly out, fly out of time. C major. Then there is a D major. Here, E major minus seven. Then now is sweeter than wine. Back to an A minor. Here's how it goes. C major. Here. D major. D major minus 7. Here. E major minus 7. That here is sweeter than mine. Then we're going into a B flat major. Here. 
major minus seven. And that darkens high like my blood. So there is a uh, B flat major. stuff here. I like my blood. Then we're going to that princess pulsing, galaxies waltzing, the tides unbinding. So what's happening here? That princess pulsing, G major minus seven, A major minus seven, galaxies waltzing, Tides on binding D minor. The sweetest whining. So it's first D minor. And then it goes into um, a diminished seven chord on the bass of D. I felt like nothing and everything. So there is again this uh, on the bass of D. There is a uh, diminished seventh chord. I felt like nothing and everything. Then there is a D minor on the bass of F. Again, uh, the same diminished seventh chord on the bass of D. I am nowhere and everywhere. So it sits for a while here. Everywhere. There is an A major, well, it's not a major yet. It's A minus 7 suspended fourth on the base of D. Everywhere. Goes into an A major. Then it goes into a D major. D major, D minor, and, and ecstasy, A minor to a B major minus 7 to a E major minus 7, and every flow to an A minor, which goes then to an A major minus 7 on the base of G. Nothing is ever naked love. So, uh, an A minor to an uh, A major on the base of G uh, goes to a D minor. Then there is a diminished seventh chord on the base of B, and we're going into A major. And at this point, we're moving in into the hook. Let's listen. You
we go. Uh, the hook uh, is basically comprised of the same chords as the intro in this in this particular case of the first hook. After that we're going into the second verse, which melodically is slightly different, but the chord progression is basically the same. Uh, let's listen to it. I can see who you are, even though you make me perspire, alone with pressure. the second verse is almost exactly the same with some variations here and there most notably the end of the second verse ends with upwards to an A, but then after that we're moving into the hook, uh, everything is basically the same, it was the same chord progression. Now we're moving into the hook and here uh, it's a double hook uh, and the chord progression is slightly modified because this is the uh, climax of the song, this is the climactic point of the song, alright? So let's listen to it. Make me feel. 
As you can hear, it's almost precisely the same stuff. Uh, the bass becomes the bass line and the uh, the guitars become more pronounced because now we have a stronger motion here. If in the first hook it was A minor, then it was an E major on the bass of G sharp, now it makes a broader, uh, broader leap down. So now it's more motion going on uh, in the bass line and accordingly in the guitars so now all of a sudden it is A minor first a plus seven and then it goes into an E major because of the melody, purely because of the melody. So this last hook repeats itself twice and then uh, in the outro there is just one um, one more repetition of this same hook only it is strong uh, it is uh, vastly subdued uh, it is a lot quieter and everything sort of dies down and then it hangs on a rather bizarre vocal note that hangs there and a rather eerie uh, pad, a synth pad that plays somewhere in the bottom. Did I make love with a guy? These are basically the notes that are used during the vocal, only with um, some vib some strong vibrato, and uh, they're kind of fluttering in the distance and dying off, very breathy, uh, very throaty kind of. 
uh, and everything ends. That gives this um, tritone in the end, which is a rather dissonant ending. It's a rather tragic ending to a song like this because you would assume that, well, did I make love with a god? Um, and it indicates that whoever that was is gone and that um, there is craving for more and there is none and this is why everything lands in such a uncomfortable dark place that's what this last little this last last few notes that's what they uh, hint at and that's basically the music analysis for uh, Love in Space. Let's move on to the next section, shall we? So as you can hear, uh, Love in Space is indeed a very uh, romantic uh, track. I will leave it to you to decide if uh, whom can you imagine uh, in the role of the protagonist. Um, I, of course, imagine that this is a very feminine song. Uh, this is love from the standpoint of a woman, not from a standpoint of a man. And... Um, Apparently, it's a very emotional and very delicate uh, depiction. So, I would invite I would invite you, I would like to invite you to listen to the whole song and perhaps listen to the entire album, Love and Space. And um, you can do it here on Spotify. You can do it on other, uh, other platforms like uh, YouTube, for example, if you prefer so, or uh, Deezer, Amazon, um, Apple Music, iTunes, wherever. Um, on any of those platforms you can find both this song and uh, the entire uh, Love and Space album. Please check it out. And also, discover for yourself other uh, my other albums. There is plenty. Some of them are really heavy, some of them are a lot more melodic. Uh, and there will be more coming. Uh, so, if you haven't heard any of my music yet, please look for Catherine Corelli. Catherine uh, with a C, Corelli with a C. Um, and... Um, find out for yourself. Also, if you're going to be listening to stuff on YouTube, you might as well go and check out my official, my official artist channel, which is simply called Catherine Corelli. Uh, aside of the music stuff, I have a couple of shows that I'm having there. One is Cat Talk, where I'm talking about all, uh, all sorts of things, and uh, for the most part, it's not related to music. But I also got a Cat Vibes playlist, uh, which is a lot more casual and relaxed, and uh, sometimes it's... Um, some of my backyard footage, sometimes it's some beautiful picturesque landscape uh, videos from the beautiful state of Kentucky where I reside. Um, sometimes I'm recording guitars and there's plenty of um, sessions where I was recording guitars for a natural grotesque album, for example. Um, and also vocal recording sessions for uh, Seraphic Tears album. So check it out, there will be actually more, because uh, currently I'm in production of the Take the Jive album, which is a fairly pop album. 
let's put it this way so there there's gonna be some more check out my youtube channel subscribe if you like uh, my content check it out and if you like it please subscribe share leave your comments leave me your thoughts tell me what you think about my music uh, my production techniques or my playing or whatever uh, also i want to invite you to check out my other business which is skin health and aromatherapy uh, it is called southern caracol um, I have a whole variety of products, um, oatmeal honey soap, bars, shampoo bars, uh, all natural lotions. Uh, these products are actually um, medicinal, I would say. They actually heal your skin. So if you have something like psoriasis, eczema, acne, dry skin due to diabetes or just drier skin, these are going to be really good on you. Uh, the difference is, is that these products are uh, contain all natural ingredients. They are very different from the big box store soaps and shampoos. So by buying from me, from Southern Caracol, you're gonna save money. You, you need to understand you're making an investment in your health, in the health of your skin, in your well-being. Uh, usually what happens when people use, I won't name the brands, when people use big box store uh, products like soaps and shampoos, etc., etc., they are caught up in an endless loop. Like you, you buy a soap bar and then you need a moisturizer, then you need a, uh, a cream or something. You need a lotion to mitigate the effects of that soap because it's going to dry out your skin, it's going to damage your skin actually, and it keeps you in this loop all the time, all the time. Then people buy up some more creams, then they buy up some more lotions, because nothing helps. And whatever problems they have with their skin are actually getting exacerbated instead of actually being solved. So, check out our website, uh, southerncaracol.com. Uh, pick something for yourself or for your friends, and your skin and the skin of your friends and family will thank you later. We also got bath bombs and we got uh, lip balms as well. And we got an aromatherapy line of soaps. So um, just check out our stuff and see if you, uh, if you like something for yourself. All right? That being said, thank you very much for uh, spending your time with me. Thank you for checking out this podcast. If you like my podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Uh, I appreciate you. I love you. And you'll hear me in the next episode. Arr!